Welcome to Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicMPR.com. This is Elena Delval, and my guest is Ismael El Kutsi, who is CEO of SocialPubli.com. Today we will discuss multicultural influencer marketing. Ismael has been CEO at SocialPubli.com since the startup was launched on July of 2015. He was also CEO of Internet Republica, an online marketing agency, and the parent company of SocialPubli.com. During the three years prior to the establishment of Internet Republica, Ismael was head of social media and search engine optimization at Avas, one of the largest media agencies in the world. Previously, he was in charge of Bing in Spain, the Spanish Yellow Pages, and Nostrum, a Spanish search engine. Ismael, welcome. Hi, how are you? Great. Thank you for joining us all the way from Madrid. Yeah, my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Let's start with a really basic question, Ismael. What are we talking about when we say multicultural influencer marketing? What is that? So the thing is that, you know, there is a buzzword um, called influencer marketing, which is basically... Uh, you know, put in contact uh, influencer people or people who has many followers in Twitter or in social networks in, in general and let them talk about a brand or a product or a company, uh, whatever, right? So the thing is that when we talk in a multicultural spectrum, um, you can, you know, you have to make, make a distinction between countries and also inside the U.S., for instance, between the, the different cultures that, you know, compound the country. So uh, something that can work for, for a special type of people or for a special state like Florida may not work for New York or for uh, another race or, or, you know, different type of people. So that's why uh, it is important to, to find the right influencer for your company, for your products, for your campaign, and, you know, because... At the end, this influencer or, or these people, uh, they are, you know, they are talking uh, like if they were your brand. So that's why we are, live, we are currently living in a multicultural world. Uh, Facebook is getting like a thousand and five hundred million people uh, inside Facebook all around the globe. So uh, let's do open our minds and don't think that everyone in the in the internet behaves in the same way that we are doing. So who is an influencer? Let's go back even to a more basic concept. Is an influencer someone who has a blog? Is an influencer someone who's active on Facebook, on Snapchat, on Vine? Tell us a little bit, if you would, how you define an influencer. Yeah, and this is a very controversial topic because uh, you know, an influencer. Sometimes we 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 think that an influencer is someone with a lot of followers in Twitter or in Facebook or in any social network, right? But the thing is that you may have a million followers in Twitter, but you don't have any you know um, power of influence uh, any people because maybe you are chatting about I don't know um, TV series and you are not. Uh, like an influencer in, in sports or, or maybe in shopping or wherever. So that's the first distinction that we, we, we have to do. You can have a lot of followers or you can have a lot of, a lot of audience, but you may 
not be influencing influencing to, to many people, right? So uh, in general, of course, if you have a million followers and I have, I do have a thousand followers, you are most in, more influencer than I am, you know, in general. But let's say, and I usually put this, you know, clear example, if I want to cook some lentils, I will phone my mom. Even if my mom does, you know, have like 200 followers in Twitter, or maybe she doesn't have any Twitter account, but she's my influencer. She's the one who, uh, you know, in who I trust. And influencer, you know, influencer marketing has many things to do with, with the, with the trust, with being trustable. So that's why sometimes, you know, people can have a, a big audience. It's like the media. You know, there are some media, some newspapers that, that you know, are being re read by many people, but don't, they don't have any influence on you. And you may be, you know, are more, you know, you, you are usually giving more credit to the New York Times than to any specific uh, gossip newspaper that you can find over the Internet, right? So that's why, uh, for me, influencer is someone who can, you know, have an influence over me, uh, regardless on, of on how many on, on how many people they do they have on, on social networks that, i love the example with your mom because that yeah. is so true <laughs> yeah because you go to the person yeah. you trust right you, you know nielsen made a study a very nice study saying that 80% of total shoppings that we are you know usually doing over the internet are made based on opinions from the people that we know, you know, our friends, our husband, our whatever, our wife, or you know, family. So this is this is why influencer marketing is becoming more and more important. But at the end, it, it, it is like you know, it is like always. We, we always call word of mouth marketing. So it's just the same example of, or the same type of marketing, put it into a new age, into a new channel that. Today, the channels are Twitter, Facebook, even Snapchat. But it is the same word of mouth that we have been doing for, I don't know, 50 years. And I, I think that it, ha it has sense because if you want to buy a car and if you want to buy, let's say, a BMW and you know that I have a BMW, what would you do? Would you go and buy your car or would you first ask me my opinion about my car? Because you are interested in buying my car. So the same brand, the same model. So it has sense that you, you will ask me if you are my friend, right? So that's what we are trying to, uh, you know, make in, uh, in the Internet or in the social networks. How do you determine who is an influencer? Because you just said something that is, I'm, I'm thrilled to hear, which is that numbers don't always paint a complete picture. So many times I hear marketers talking about the number of impressions or the number of pages or the circulation and not so much about who your target audience is because if what you're trying to do is reach a golf audience, then you need to go to someone who is knowledgeable about golf who probably isn't going to have the same reach as a mainstream publication, right? Yeah, correct. Um, you know, um, I, I don't know if the people is aware that many people is buying like fake followers over the networks or in the networks. So there are many people who apparently have a hundred thousand followers in Twitter and, you know, and it is 
totally fake. So they are buying that. And the, the bad thing is that it is very, very, you know, um, cheap to buy those fake followers. So that's why we don't just have to trust people based on the number of followers that, that they have, because it's not always like trustable. Um, in, in our case, in our system, uh, we, you know, you can make campaigns, um, targeting on, on real people interested in sports or, or golf or whatever you want. And we are going to pay to the influencer based on the number of the, of the followers that they have. So if someone has a thousand uh, followers in Twitter, we will pay them, I don't know, three dollars per tweet. So, you know, the advertiser uh, is not wasting their money because they are going to pay just for audience, not, not for, for yeah, like, uh, for, for, and all the influencers that we already have in our platform are, has been checked with some platforms to detect fake followers. So you are like pay, it's like in the TV or in the newspaper, you are paying for an audience and you don't mind if this audience is made with one tweet of a million followers or uh, 10 tweets with a hundred thousand followers because you are buying audience. So you don't mind how many tweets you, you, you will have to, to get to, to reach that, that audience. Let's talk about the other word in our topic for today. We said we were going to talk about multicultural influencer marketing. So let's talk about the other easy word, multicultural. How do you define multicultural, Ismael? You know, um, I usually live in Miami and, you know, Miami, Miami is the perfect example. They are like a mix, a strange mix of people, cultures, and languages, you know, and the matrix is, it's very complex because you can find people who are born in the same country, like U.S., and they don't they don't speak the same language because some, sometimes they speak Spanish. Some of them they speak Spanish. Some of them speak English, or yeah, basically Spanish and English, right? Uh, but, but maybe some of them speaks Portuguese. I don't know. Um, they are like a big diversity there, and. And that's what is happening for us, like like uh, marketeers. You, you you are now, you know, having more troubles to get to the to your audience because they are, you know, they are not speaking the same language even in the same country. And maybe they speak the same language, like Spanish, but there is nothing in common with a Colombian and and and, 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 and a Spaniard. Maybe. So that's why we have to be like more flexible and we have to try to understand that what works for any race or any culture is maybe not working for another one. So that's why I think that it fits in all this 2.0 culture of being more able or being more, you know, um, try to answer to, to our, our customers over the social networks or, or over the phone or whatever. Um, and I think that this is the you know, this is the, the age of the multiculturality because there are, there are a big mix of people. And now, um, you know, we, we sometimes forget the, the age of the people. And, and you, you know, this is something strange what is happening right now because they are like the millennials. You know, they are very heavy users of new tech, you know, new technologies, new uh, channels like Snapchat or iPad, iPhone, whatever. But there are also older people, I would say people older than 60 years old, uh, that they have a lot of time and they are, you know, 
you know, like like playing again with these new tools. Uh, so, and sometimes from the marketing point of view, we forget that and we think that if someone is older than 60 years old, won't have an iPhone. And that's not true because today everyone has an iPhone. Everyone has a, you know, an, a tablet, maybe an, an iPad. And I, I think that, you know, from 20 years ago to now, things has, you know, suddenly changed. And it is very difficult for us, like marketeers, to like find like a prototype of our customer because our customer, we don't know who our customer is because, as I said, I think that there are some things in common, but the, the you know we are dealing with ambiguity all the time. So, how do you go about identifying your target audience? Because certainly if you're looking at influencers, there are many thousands, even with the disappearance of so many blog, for example, so many yeah. bloggers have gone offline and stopped publishing. And of course, some of them have moved into social media. Some of them have disappeared. But even with those changes and the, the market's constantly changing, there are many influencers that remain how do you go about narrowing your influencer group and even within the multicultural segment, once you've narrowed influencers to multicultural influencers, you still have relatively large number. Is that right? Yeah, uh, we actually have uh, more than 15,000 influencers around the globe. Uh, we are like operating in 20 countries. And even inside any country, we can operate in like in in every city. So maybe, as I said, it's not the same a, a, a person living in Miami than in New York or in Wisconsin. So we can also target by city. So uh, yeah, we have we have thousands of influencers because we we don't trust in the VIP influencers. We do. So I mean, uh, of course, if Cristiano Ronaldo or if um, I don't know um, Michael Jordan. Uh, tweet something about your brand wow it, it would be fantastic okay but we are not like specializing those kind of celebrities for us as i said the influencer is someone who is trustable so, and he, he or she can have 200,000 in instagram and that's that's enough and that's fine so what we have is a bunch of people with maybe i don't know from 100 followers to a million i would say uh, in in 20 countries of the, of the world, uh, you know, especially in the U.S. and Mexico, Colombia, um, U.K. and Spain, but also we can define or you, we can narrow that that search of influencer and we can find influencer first of all uh, filtering by his age. So maybe we can find people from 16 years old to 90, 99. We can find people based on their interest. So maybe they are interested in sports or, or films or cooking or whatever they want. And also in the city that they are living or in the country that they are living and the language that they are speaking. So we can also search influencers in Spanish or English. Um, um, again, um, you know, th- there is no like a perfect solution. But for us, if you if you hire... 500 people in Colombia, not just in Colombia, but in Cali, talking about um, beauty brand, and the, 
we can assure that they are women between 20 to 45, let's say that, uh, you know, we are like micro-targeting a lot and we are, you know, spreading a message using real people that, th that this is the most important thing for us. And it's not like an advertisement. It's not like a putting a banner in, in our social network. It's, it is like more let people express themselves using their own words because we don't tell people, uh, influencers how to speak about the product or, or a brand. They, they have to do it in their own way. So that's why I think it's more, more trustable. And I think that, that both sides, advertisers and influencers are usually happy because influencers are being getting paid and no one is paying them right now. If you think about it, uh, all the social networks, you know, all the content in, in the social networks are made by us, by real people. The content of Facebook is not made by Facebook themselves. It's not made by Twitter. So it's made by, by real people. But who is earning money with those advertise, advertisements? Usually the big companies like Facebook, Twitter, or Google, right? Or YouTube. So that's why we always say that we are like Robin Hood of the social media because we steal those advertiser money, uh, advertising money from these big companies and we split it with the real people who is creating this new kind of, uh, I, I would say crowdsourcing advertisement because it, it is made by many of many people, but with a real power, with, with a real influence. How many influencers do you have in the United States? In the States, this, this is the, uh, it, it's the best country for us. We have more than 5,000 influencers in all the States. Basically in, uh, yeah, in, I, I would say in the, in the biggest cities, like in New York or LA, uh, like in Miami, Florida, uh, but all around the, yeah, in, in all the country. And we also can narrow, uh, we, we can search for, uh, for influencer in Spanish or English, uh, or, or both, and using, you know, Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, or Facebook, uh, and even blogs, because you, you already mentioned that blogs are dying, and that's correct. But the, th the, the thing is that I, I, I don't know if blogs are dying. Uh, are many, there are many people, people <laughs> like I did that have, has a stop publishing in their blogs. And they are moving to another social network, 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 sorry. But the thing is that even if you have a blog, the conversation is not happening in your blog right now or in your media. So the conversation has totally moved to social, social channels or social networks. So that's why uh, it is important to have influencer, you know, um, covering all these new channels because today is, you know, LinkedIn or Twitter or Instagram, but maybe tomorrow there will be a new Social network called whatever.com uh, that will be, become very popular. The thing is that we already have 15,000 people using our system. So adding a new network usually takes us like a month to, to add a new network. So that's fine. I noticed that you mentioned cities specifically. Is there a greater interest in reaching cities and being very localized as opposed to being regional or national? Um, you know, um, at the beginning, we thought that it, this will be a killer functionality, right? It's, it, it's going to be, you know, advertisers will, will 
you know, become crazy about that new functionality. But the reality is that no, they are more interested in, in selecting people based on the, on the social networks that they are using, like Instagram, for instance. So right now, what, what is happening is, is that many people usually uh, ask, ask me or ask us, I want to reach women between 20 to 45 uh, in Instagram. Uh, you know, a specialized or, or, or that likes beauty or shopping or fashion or things like that. So they are more focused on selecting by, by channel or by network than uh, locally in, in city. And I don't know why. And maybe because what people is doing is like they are using social publicity that come for branding purposes and not for like direct sales. So if BMW want to ad- wants to advertise a new a new model, they are they want to promote it in the, in the whole country or maybe in the New York zone. But they, they are not trying to promote just in a little town town in inside Florida. I don't know why, but that, that's what is happening in our system. What is the process like? So in order to offer something to advertisers. First, you as a company have to identify and establish a business association with influencers. What is that like? What kind of a relationship do you have with the influencers and how does it come about? Well, this is like, a, a new, for us, it's like a new concept. Concept. When we start talking with influencers or working with influencers like three years ago, Someone hired us and told, and told me, um, I want to reach or I want to hire 10 influencers in New York talking about a watch brand. Okay. But now with socialpublic.com, it's totally automatically. So we also have, we already have like 15,000 uh, influencers in the, in the system and the, you know, the advertiser can do it, can do it by themselves. So they can log in and they can start a campaign in about five minutes. So we, they don't need it. So we are a tool and we are just, you know, helping them to, to reach their, 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 their audience. But this is an automated, automated tool, like could be Facebook ads or Google AdWords. So anyone with a credit card or a PayPal account could create, a, can create a campaign in about five minutes. So if I'm, if I am, let's say that I'm an advertiser, I log in the system. And I will start a campaign saying, okay, I want to reach, um, a hundred influencers in Twitter in, I don't know, in the States, in the United States, in the whole country. And I want to reach influencers from 25 to 50 years old, men. And I want to, I want to advertise a beer. Um, I put a, like an example for them to tweet about it. And maybe I, I give them some like mini briefing saying, okay, I want you to promote my beer and I want to highlight that this beer is 100% organic. And that's all. And maybe a video, a YouTube video or a link for more information and that's all. And, you know, you you can do this process in five minutes and start getting tweets in about, I don't know, 10 minutes. So it's totally automatically. You can do it on in a Sunday at 12 at night or you can do it, I don't know, on Monday at 3 a.m. So that's 
you know, the, for us, that's the good thing of our system because it, it, the technology uh, allows you to create a campaign in a minute. And, and then you can also moderate every tweet or every picture put it in, in, the, in Instagram or every video on YouTube before it's published because the influencer really uh, publish in our site or in social public and social public spread that tweet or put that tweet into Twitter or that picture into Instagram. So if you read something that you, you don't want to, you know, you don't like that tweet or you don't like that picture, you can always uh, reject that and give feedback to the influencer saying, okay, you have said that my beer has a, like an orange taste. And it's not true. It's not orange. It's uh, lemon. So could you please fix it? And uh, that's that's a great functionality because you know brands, are, you know, are usually um, they are scared of the social networks because there are many incidents in social networks and they don't want a hundred people that they don't know tweeting about their brands. So that's why we allow them to moderate every message before publishing. Are the messages identified? as coming from your website when they go into the social media channels? It, uh, no, because it is published by the, in their own channels, like in, the, in my, let's say, in my Twitter account. If I join Social Pool and I put a promoted tweet, I will put it in my Twitter account. But you as an advertiser has an option to put the hashtag ad, because in some countries, it's, you know, it's mandatory to say that this, this is a, like an advertisement uh, made in Twitter or in Instagram or whatever. So you as a publisher has the right or the ability to uh, mark every tweet with a hashtag specifically saying that this is an ad. Is that the case in the U.S. and Europe? Yes, uh, not in Europe. In Europe it's not, it's recommended, uh, but not many people do that. But in the States, it's totally like, I would say that 95% of the tweets sent in our platform are marked with the hashtag ad. Because, because if not, influencer, many influencers won't publish that even. So it is to protect. We, we are a marketplace, so we are trying to protect, you know, the advertiser's side and the influencer side too. So we try to balance between them. Uh, and we try to, 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 to make them being happy for, in both sides. So, as I said, like, influ- like publisher, you have the, the right or the, or the option to mark every tweet with an ad. And as an influencer, you can also add the hashtag ad, uh, ex- specific, specifically saying that this is a, a, a tweet paid by, by, the, by the advertiser. So how do you find the influencers and how do you recruit them? It is, you know, it's kind of ironic, but you, we tried many ways to approach them because, as I said, we are an automated tool, automated tool. So we, we need a lot of influencers. We can't not launch with a hundred influencers in the world. So at the beginning, we spend a lot of time doing online, online advertiser, advertisement, sorry. Um, we spend a lot of money in Twitter, in Facebook, you know, uh, I would say that Facebook perform uh, better than Twitter. So we get a lot of influencers using Facebook ads more, more than using Twitter ads. Um, but you know, the reality is that we are giving 
5% of the total income of, of any influencer that you recommend. So if you recommend a friend to become an influencer in our system, you will earn 5% of all the campaigns that he or she will join in the future. So that made us, you know, go for 16, sorry, 6,000 influencers to 9,000 influencers in just a month. So we grew a lot using like this referral program or also called like a member get member program. And that, you know, is, is the, for us is, is we are doing our system to recruit more people using our system. So it's the, the, the thing that has um, uh, worked for us better. And after that, I would say Facebook ads and then Twitter, Twitter ads. And, you know, for us, well, maybe we, we, it's just in our case, Google AdWords was the, the, the poorest way to, uh, to get more influencers. But as I said, uh, you, you never know. The thing is that you have to try in every different channel and every different network. And sometimes it, it also depends on the country. So there are many countries like Spain where Facebook performs super well and Twitter is not performing so well. And you maybe don't know why. So you have to try, do your, num- do your numbers and, and, and try to configure the, the best scenario for you. Within the numbers that you've shared, the 15,000 worldwide and the 5,000 influencers in the U.S., what kind of influencers do you have? How would you divide them into groups? So um, we have like the, we could say like of VIP, let's say VIP, if they have more than a 100,000 followers, maybe in Twitter or in Instagram. Um, but we are really good in having a lot of influencers with a few followers. So we, when, when you are going to create a campaign, you, you can always select if you want to reach influencers with less than a thousand followers or from a thousand followers to 10,000 followers or more than a hundred uh, or more than a million followers. So we have everything inside the system. Uh, but, um, you know, for, for us, um, it also depends on the, of the category because if you are trying to reach, uh, people that is very influencer in some fields like sports, you can find many people having, I don't know, uh, a hundred thousand followers. But if you try to find influencer people, um, in politics, politics, for instance, or maybe in, um, let's say, uh, in arts, it is extremely difficult to find people with more than, uh, I don't know, let's say 10,000 followers. So that's why our system allows you to hire in a single campaign, a hundred people, maybe if, if they don't, if, even if they have less than a thousand followers, you can get a, get a, a big audience, you know, if, if you sum all the audiences, uh, of, of that, of those influencers. But again, it depends on the, of the sector or, because in the sports or in food, it is easier to, to get uh, influencers with tons and tons of followers. But in any other sectors, it's, it's not it's super, it's extremely complicated to, to get people tweeting about politics with more than uh, 10,000 followers. So that's why we, we have all kind of all types of influencers. And you, when, when you are going to create a campaign, you can choose what, what does it 
what fits better for your brand or for your campaign or for your campaign. Does that affect the pricing? No, no, and that's that's great because uh, if you want to create a campaign and your goal is reaching a um, let's say a uh, hundred thousand people, you you could do that hiring just one tweet of a man or a, of a girl having a hundred thousand influ- um, uh, followers, or you can hire a hundred tweets of men and women getting uh, that has uh, a thousand followers so the price the price will be the same and in the in the united states it, it will be like three hundred three hundred dollars to reach a uh, uh, hundred thousand users in twitter so it will be very very uh, it, it won't be very expensive right so that's why you don't mind about the the, the quantity of the of the people and on there is also a fact that is helping us to sell more, and is that the fact is that if some influencer has 300 followers, these 300 followers knows perfectly perfectly knows to this to to the influencer because they are close friends or they are friends. So if Cristiano Ronaldo has 40 million users in Twitter, um, you know, uh, whenever he tweets, not everyone will be expecting a tweet from Ronaldo, but if Again, my mother has 200 followers. Whenever she tweets or whenever she puts she puts something in Facebook, so all the follow all the, her followers are really friends and are really aware of what my mom is doing in Facebook or in Twitter or in Instagram. So that's why uh, you know the engage is super high in in people with less followers than in people w- compared with people with a lot of followers. And the price for the for the advertiser will be the same because we are selling like audience, not not tweets. Is there any measure of quality? We've talked a lot about quantity, so that you can get an aggregate number that will be the equivalent if you take a number of people with few followers and you put them together, you can get the same number that the advertiser wants. How do you examine quality? Because not all influencers are alike and not all the messages that they share have the same quality or the same effect. Is there any measure or gauge, anything that takes into account that quality factor? Sure, and this is very important for us. So the first quality check that we also that we are doing is that whenever he joined, he or she joined the the system, we check with a fake status API or with a fake status program that allows us to know if they are buying fake followers. Because as I, as I mentioned before, there are many people doing that, and they can you know pretend that they have. 100,000 followers in Twitter, but but it's not. It's not true. So that's the first thing that we com- that we are checking whenever you join our system. And then in every campaign that we launch, we can track everything. We can track the potential reach or, or, or the followers that they have. We can track how many clicks, how many retweets, or how many fav- favorites these people have in, in Twitter or in Instagram or whatever, in, in YouTube. Um, so we can, you know... If you have a campaign with a hundred people, you know, working in this campaign, you will always have some statistics about or some analytics about uh, how many clicks has 
per, per influence per influencer how many retweets how many likes how many whatever and the good thing is that in the next campaigns influencer will will we will uh, will receive the campaign you know uh, the campaign uh, will be sent first to the influencer that has performed better in past campaigns so it's like a neuronal system is like the system is always learning it's like a machine learning the system is always learning about the past campaigns and if you you had 300 clicks and i had 100 clicks you will receive the, the new campaigns before that i will receive that and you know like there are many people trying to to work in our campaigns or to collaborate in our campaigns it will be for for them. They are always uh, you know, looking for having a lot of retweets, a lot of clicks, and try, trying. They are trying to get a good performance because they will get more campaigns. So that's why it's like the the system has its own feedback, and it's like a machine learning always improving the quality of the influencer. And you will have you know, as I said, all the analytics per influencer, per campaign, per country, per social network. Etc. Does anything track beyond the number of tweets or retweets? A number of uh, our guests in the past have talked about how online behavior translates to offline behavior so that many people will investigate products and brands that they're interested in online, but, and this is particularly true apparently about Hispanics in the U.S., they like to go to the bricks and mortar store to do their actual purchasing and may not make a purchase online or may not follow up directly online. Does your data reflect that? No, unfortunately, our data cannot reflect that. Because we, we don't know if finally the, the, the people goes to the store or not. So that's what, uh, you were talking about ROPO, like research online, purchase offline. Uh, is that like methodology that allows you to know if, if someone is re researching for a product online and then, then go to the, to the market to buy it offline? Uh, unfortunately, we cannot only it's like the, the the television. You don't know if the ad that you saw in the TV made, made you go to the store and buy a new TV or buy a new radio or whatever. So we are acting in the same way. Um, the good thing is that Google launched um, a new study with um, Target in the past um, talking about that, and they discovered that 30% 30, 30 of the people who sold an online ad, they, you know, they... Um, Ended up buying the thing, buying the product in the, in the target store. So we don't, like a system, we don't have that analytic, but the thing is that, uh, Google is saying that th almost 30% are, you know, are en ending up, uh, in the store buying the product there. And as you, as you mentioned, it is very important for Hispanic because it is supposed that we, like Hispanics, uh, usually prefer Going to the store, to the like the, the real store, and watching, you know, seeing the the, the product in, with our eyes, uh, touching them, and it, it is important for us. But uh, our system only tracks, uh, you know, new messages 
and how these messages are spread over the social networks, but we don't have like a physical point to see if, if, if something is, is being bad or not. But the good thing is that sometimes we, we launch promotions or we launch, uh, like, like discount co uh, co uh, coupons in our system in Twitter or in Instagram. And uh, we have different experience. Like, so, like, uh, we have been working with a company of cruise. They are doing cruise in Mexico and in Colombia. And, you know, they launch a campaign with us. They spend like $5,000 in the campaign and they finally sold like six crews. But it is something anecdotic, anecdotically. It's not like the purpose of our system, like selling over the internet. It's more, you know, for branding, for creating awareness of a product or a launch or a TV program or something like that. But sometimes we can also sell and, and track that. It depends on the promotion. Tell us a little bit more about these influencers, Ismael, if you would. Is there an age range? Is there a geographic location? You talked earlier about your influencers in the U.S., for example, and you said that most of them were in New York, Los Angeles, and Miami. What more can you tell us about these U.S. influencers where are they? What's their age? What are their preferred devices? What is their preferred language? And so forth. So we basically have, um, I would say that we have 60% of, of the influencers are women. And 40%, not 40% because there are also like some Twitter accounts that has no gender. Like, I don't know, like a, a media like a newspaper or something like that, or, or a blog. But uh, almost 60% are women, and they are very active. Uh, you know, and what, what I have discovered is that they are very active in Instagram, for instance. For instance, And there are some campaigns, especially in the U.S. and in Mexico, I don't know why, that are performing super well in Instagram and not in Twitter. I don't know. It's like... It's the, I always say that there is a network or there is a channel for every kind of brand. Um, if your brand is about um, shopping or is about uh, fashion, it will, you know, perform super well in, in, in Instagram. And then our influencers, we, ha we have from 16 to 90, I would say, but the majority of the, of the influencers are in the, ra in the range of from 25 to 45. To 45. And we also have like four interests per influencer. So one influencer can tweet about shopping, food, or I don't know, or films, but not every influencer could tweet about what, whatever, right? So every influencer can be in a maximum of four different categories. And we already have like 25 categories. So it has sense for an influencer to be tweeting about food and music, but maybe it has no sense to be tweeting about food, music, politics, arts, uh, business, and wherever. So that's why we, we, we allow them to, to, tweet, out, to tweet about just f uh, four different categories. And the categories where we also have more, more influencers are shopping, um, lifestyle, and also food and, and beverage. Say that last part again. The, the category, your top categories are? Yeah, are, are food and beverage. Shopping and lifestyle. But we also, uh, in my opinion, I think that we are the only platform that has, like, the, the only automated platform that has 
Snapchat integrated. And you know that, you know, right now every, every advertiser is getting crazy about Snapchat and they are trying to, to get the millennials, follow them and, you know, and try to reach millennials. And uh, we already have, uh, 900,000, uh, excuse me, 900 Snapchatters in our system, which is a lot. So you can create a campaign in Snapchat and spread the word in, 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 into this new millennial world, right? That, that, that is very, you know, that it is very complicated to, to reach them. Tell us about your 25 categories. Are they all in the U.S., these 25 categories that you have? Are they all present in the U.S.? Yes. Uh, yeah, they are like the same categories that, that um, maybe Twitter is is using, or even Facebook, I would say, um, you know, to 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 we can be tweeting about beauty, uh, books, business, uh, education, events, family, fashion, uh, games, uh, pets, which is also very heavy or very strong category in some countries, especially in Mexico, um, science, sports, uh, motor or home and garden, especially in the U.S. too. So we, we have all these categories. The thing is that if you want to reach, and it happened to me in, in the past, if, if you want to reach people talking about politics in Tijuana, Mexico, you, you will maybe have one because you are targeting a lot, right? Or if, if you want to reach people about talking about or tweeting about um, family uh, and they are people from 20 to 30 years old in Alabama. You won't, you won't maybe, ha- you won't maybe find anyone because you, you have to like target wisely. And if you are targeting people talking about family, family is, you know, it's better to reach people in the age range of from 30 to 45 or from t- 30 to 50 years old, not trying to reach people from 20 to 30 talking about family because they are not going to, to talk about that in their, in their channels. And also, our influencer can join a campaign and, or, can, or can deny it, deny it. So if they are, if you are trying to reach um, 22 girls in Miami talking about, let's say, computers, she, she can, she could, you know, she, she has the ability to reject the campaign and not talking about that. So that's why you, you the, the targeting process is very important for us to 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 do a, a good campaign in, in our system. What is the compensation range for campaigns for influencers? There is a minimum of two dollars per tweet in, in Twitter, and I think it's uh, five dollars in Instagram per every like per 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 every thousand people that they have. So if someone has a thousand followers in Twitter, they will get like two, yeah, two dollars per tweet. And if 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 this this influencer has less than a thousand people, they will also get a minimum of two dollars per per tweet. Uh, in Instagram, it will be like six dollars per uploading a picture, and it depends. If you have like twenty thousand twenty thousand followers in Twitter, you will have uh, you will get like forty dollars per tweet. More or less, depending on the on the country. On the country, uh, the states is the most expensive country with Europe, and then uh, like Mexico, Colombia, and other Latin American countries will be a little bit cheaper. 
because the, the campaigns there are cheaper and we always split the money with the influencer 50-50. So that's, the system is totally transparent for them. So they will know how much, how, how much money is involved in the campaign and, and they, they, they will know how many dollars are made in before tweeting. So there is nothing high and they can get payments twice per month in PayPal or even in bank transfer. So I think that the, our influencers are quite happy. Quite happy. Sorry. What about language? So we we already have English and Spanish. We are planning to launch Brazilian at the end of the year, and of course in the states we have much more people uh, tweeting in English than in in, in Spanish. But it, you know we are in twenty countries, so it depends of the country. Um, I, I, you know, I would say that in general or in total, we have more people speaking Spanish because we started in Spain and Latin America and then moved to, to the States. But I think that in a, in a short future, we will have more English speaking people uh, tweeting or, or creating campaigns in, in our system because, you know, by far English is the most spoken language in the world. And in the United States, what do you have, more English speakers or more Spanish speakers? No, more English speakers. Maybe they can tweet in both because maybe are, you know, they, they are, maybe they are Hispanics, but they, they prefer, they do prefer, uh, you know, speaking in, in English because maybe they have, they have their education in English and they prefer English. So I would say that English is, uh, let me check, uh, it's, it's like 20 times more we have 20 times more reach in English than in Spanish inside the U.S. What about the advertisers? What can you tell us about them in the U.S. specifically? Okay. So in, in the U.S., um, we have a 1,000 advertisers. The thing is that our system is automatically, so anyone with, I don't know, $50 can create a campaign so that's why we have a thousand, a thousand advertisers because there are many like self-service advertisers. So they, they start the campaign and they do it by themselves. But the thing is that, that the majority of our campaigns are coming for, from the like big agencies, like big media agencies are, are doing like, I would say 90% of our, of our campaigns. So that's why we have like um, two groups of or two teams inside socialpublic.com. One is for agencies and the other one is for, for you know, helping self-service companies that are just willing to spend $100 or $200. So that's the, the two types of clients that we already have. Did you say most of the revenue comes from the large spenders or is it individuals? You know, from the last, from the large spenders because they are like very big brand campaigns, like in auto, or in, in fashion, and they spend, I don't know, uh, $50,000 in a single campaign. So, you know, um, on, on the other hand, there are a thousand people making, creating campaigns with $50. But, you know, uh, it's more, you know, our way of making money is coming more, more from the biggest agencies in the, in the States. For someone who's listening to us and thinking that they are interested in launching a campaign, what are the steps, what are the 
the challenges? Uh, is there any particular technical knowledge that they need to have? How would this process, what would this process be like? So the process is like three steps process and anyone with no knowledge can, can create that. So it's like in, if you don't do the campaign in less than five minutes, you know, I, I, I will give your money back because it's, it's super easy and you have like a support. Uh, to ask them any any type of question, so you just you know charge or, or your account with money, like you can you know pay with PayPal, credit card, or even uh, bank transfer, and you can imagine that you, you are you know adding funds with PayPal or with your credit card. It will be automatically you will have your money in your account, and then you can create a campaign in as a, as I said, three single steps. You just uh, create the campaign. Um, you have to you have to tell the influencer what the hashtag will be. Uh, if you want them to use some pictures or some video or whatever, you put it into into the system. Then you click next and try to try, uh, go to the targeting options, and you can target by country, age, gender, uh, categories, etc. And then in the in the following screen, you confirm the campaign and it's launched. So as as you say, as you see, it's like really easy to to do that, and you always have the support uh, form or the support chat uh, there, so you, you you cannot get lost. So let's just use for example, and a car company wants to expand their brand recognition in, let's just say, the United States. So they go through these steps that you've described, and now influencers have an opportunity to see that this campaign is available, and then they get to decide whether they want to participate? Sure. As I said, we, we also we already have like 5,000 influencers in the States, so the campaign will be delivered first to the will be, will be delivered to the influencers that match, you know, the 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 targeting options that the advertiser uh, uh, says. So, if, if first of all they have to be interested in tweeting about cars. So, if I'm interested in tweeting about cars, um, I you know I live in the states and I have I don't know from 25 to 50 years old and I'm a man, uh, I will receive the campaign. Then. I have to decide if, if I want to join the campaign or not, because maybe uh, you, are, you, you need to promote a brand that you, don't, you, you hate or you don't really like it, right? It's like if you are an um, owner of a German car, um, maybe the, 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 this campaign is for a Japanese car, you can maybe say, okay, I'm not going to promote that because I prefer German, German uh, cars and my friends will be like saying, well, what are you doing talking about this car if you are you know, using another type of car or, or, or even if you hate that, that brand, I don't know. So they have the ability to join the campaign or not. And if they they join the campaign, they will tweet into, into our system or they will upload a picture to Instagram into our system or in Snapchat or whatever. And the advertiser will see that tweet and will decide to approve it or not. Maybe you as an advertiser can do it automatically. You can say, okay, every tweet, let's put it online. But the, I will say that 90, 95% of the advertiser prefer, you know, moderating those, those tweets in advance, at least when, when it's his, his first campaign, right? 
And after the first campaign, they realized that nothing bad could happen and they allowed them to, to publish it you know, directly online. And that will be the process to, to, to join a campaign. So it's up to the individual influencers to decide exactly what to say and how to say it, whether to include an image or a video, etc.? Yes, and, th- and that's the, the power of our system because the influencer has to, you know, tweet or maybe uh, in Instagram or whatever using their own words because if, if not, it will be very fake. If I have a 100 people tweeting the same tweet with, like, marketing words, it won't be trustable, right? So that's why we, we need them to tweet using their own words, expressing what they want in the way they want. Obviously, they have to, you know, like promote the run. They, they, they can just say, they cannot just say, uh, I saw this ad and put a, a YouTube video. So they have to express something about the brand. Uh, and, and that's all and using their own words. What happens when it's a product or a brand that's new? that they're not familiar with how do you tackle that well that's that's you know that's ideal for our system so our system i will be very honest with you our system is not you know performing well in direct selling so if you want to sell whatever uh, i would rather go to google adwords i try to do seo or something like that you know for selling specifically selling direct selling uh, over the internet. Our system is super good for creating engagement, conversation about a brand or, or a product, and especially for launch. Because uh, for la- when, when you're la- launching something new, nobody has heard about it. And what's best than having 500 tweets talking, talking about the new headphones or the new iPhone or the new whatever. So that will, that will create a conversation that is what we are talking about. And that's specifically the kind of, of the type of client that we, we, we want to work with. What tips, what suggestions would you share with our listeners, Ismael, who are interested in becoming more familiar with, um, if they haven't tried it or getting better at, if they have tried it, this kind of multicultural influencer marketing? What where can they get more information other than our conversation today? How can they learn more? Whether they're on the advertiser side or on the influencer side, how can they learn more about this and what steps should they take um, if they are interested in going forward? Yeah, um, we, we already have a blog in two languages, in Spanish and English, and we are always like sharing some information, some tips, some examples of campaigns, and talking about um, uh, new f- four types of doing uh, advertisement, etc. So that would be great if they go to socialpublic.com and they can read our blog. Um, but, you know, let me just suggest a, a few tips with the audience. I will first say that, you know, people is totally different all around the globe, but that's why we are multicultural, but specifically in the States. So the States is a country where, you, you know, every people is different and that's great. So the thing is that for us as advertisers, uh, we should be aware of that and we should be aware that something that is working pretty well for Boston is not going to work for Miami. So let's try new things. Let's try new, new types of different campaigns. 
the, the good thing is I, I don't want to be over promoting my, my system, but the good thing is that you can spend, I don't know, $300 and make a test. So you don't need to spend like a, a hundred thousand dollars to, 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 to do a test and, and see if Instagram is working better than Twitter or, or Snapchat. So you can do it in, with a small amount of, of money. And my other tip will be track, 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 track everything because the good thing in, in the internet campaigns is that, is that everything or almost everything could be tracked. Um, and specifically, we are, you know, dealing with people that are buying fake followers. So don't just trust in someone that you saw in the, in the internet and pay, because I, I know many people that are, many companies are paying like $3,000 to a guy that has a, a hundred thousand uh, friends in, in Instagram and maybe they are fake as I, stated, as I said before so track everything and there are a lot of free tools uh, that allows you to, to see if someone is, is buying followers or how is the, this guy or girl performing in, performing in, the, in the social networks um, I will also recommend to track different types of campaigns and different channels because there are many people who that are fanatics of Twitter uh, when um, they they could I don't know they maybe don't think about Instagram and when they try Instagram they will realize that the Instagram engagement engagement sorry is three times better than Twitter because in Instagram there are more conversations right now that is happening in Twitter. So you never know. You have to track and you have to try different types of, of ads. If I'm hearing you correctly, you shouldn't feel intimidated by the new style of marketing or by the medium or even by the size. You can start with a modest amount and just do your due diligence. Is that right? Yes, correct. And, you know, in every campaign that we are doing with big advertisers, we, we always say, okay, don't spend like $50,000 in a single campaign because maybe it's not going to work. So let's try a test. Let's do a test, a $1,000 test or $3,000 test, depending on the, on the brand. And, you know, if it goes well, you can, you, you know, you can uh, create another campaign in five minutes. You can also clo clone that campaign. So you don't have to like make a bid. You just try, track, analyze, and if it works, perfect. And if not, it's also perfect too, because you're not going to spend a lot of money. Thank you, Ismael, for joining us from Madrid, Spain. Um, it's, it's been a pleasure. I try to do my best with my English, so apologize in advance. And thank you very much for listening. I'm confident that our audience could follow you easily. And to our listeners, thank you for listening to Ismael El Kudsi, who is CEO of SocialPubli.com, who discussed multicultural influencer marketing. Please share your suggestions, questions, and ideas by leaving a comment on the HispanicMPR.com website. If you or someone you know would like to be on the show, you can email me directly at editor at hispanicmpr.com. That's editor at hispanicmpr.com.